to your aunties could never episode 127 i'm auntie ak and i'm here with auntie farah auntie nana auntie Shade, and oh that's me auntie afia <laughs> welcome 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 as we do with our wonderful guests we'll be getting into auntie afia's business much later on um how are you how is everybody good i'm yes. still a bit a sick Oh. Isn't it? I've kind of had a bit of a cold, yeah. like lingering. It's that weather changing yeah. business. I was holding out for a, like another heat wave. Maybe, no, maybe. Yes, I was have an Indian summer. Yeah, happened. I've, nice. read, I've read no. the reports. They say it's not happening. It's oh, not for an Indian summer. What we're getting is oh. a cold wave, not a cold heat blast. Wave. Yeah. But it feels like it's gone from summer to winter. Yeah, in between. I don't Absolutely. mind that. Oh, no, I feel like the transition's been cool, but yesterday was kind of mild as well. Yeah, yes, 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 that's that's so I'm hot. No, Today's not even too bad as well. Yeah. Yeah. My nose has been cold several times. Yeah. yeah. I'm cold. It's too hot. My whole self I'm is cold. cold. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Yeah. I don't like it. That's me. I'm good. Yeah, I had so the consensus we're cold. This is my first cold I've had this year, though, so I was like, that's quite good. Oh, God. Are you actually having cold right now? Yeah. Can you hear it? Can you leave? No, no, no. It's just Caroline. So you're going to get it. It's just, no, I don't think I'm infectious anymore. No, no. I really don't. We can hear it. It's not. <laughs> All right, let's not. Let's get. To, let's start the show. <laughs> Auntie Farah, please yeah, start us off. What was up, kid? Um, okay, so I am going to do a game today, which is brought to you by the. Um, it's a music trivia game, and it's brought to you by Lyrically Correct, and they are a black owned okay. by two couples based in America. Ew. It's called Lyr- Lyrically Correct, as nice. I said. Uh, and basically it's just, can you oh, guess the lyrics on. or can you finish oh, the lyrics? Auntie oh, Nana's no. favourite type oh, of thing. Right. And they've got different versions. They've got like a gospel version. They've got a 90s R&B hip-hop version. Okay, I've just picked a few. It is, and I've just picked a few. No, I'm so <laughs> doing gospel. And I've picked a few questions which I like and I think are quite easy. So we'll go from there. And okay. we'll start with Auntie Nana. <clears throat> Thank you. What was Mary J. Blige searching for? A real oh, life. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might be so easy for her. You always say that. And you get easy And you always start first. Why? <laughs> She's just nearer to me. Mm. Um, Auntie AK, where did Jagged, Jagged Edge say to meet? At the altar when, in your white dress. We ain't getting her younger. You might as well do I it. I feel like she's a musical because that's not what the question was. <laughs> I should get extra points. <laughs> Auntie Sade, hmm. what did Escape tell their dude to kick off? Oh lord. Their shoes and relax their feet, party on down to the Escape beat to kick it. <laughs> just kick. Auntie yeah, Fuma, what did this. Missy Elliott say she can't stand? The rain? The Yes, so I what do you guys should check it out. I do have more questions, but we're running out of time, so I'll do this later. But um, check it out. Well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like that game. Yeah, I like it. I want another round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another round. Another round. If I don't get that win, I'm cancelling. Let's hope I don't embarrass myself this time. What happened when New Edition um, said they called their baby's number? Oh wow! If someone else can get it, we had that. You can do it. Throwing it out there. Dalton or something? No, I'm not. Kinda. An 
engaged tone. Busy singing. I'm going to give you half a point. Okay. Because it's they get a clink every time. That's what happens when What's they sound like baby's number. Oh, baby's number. I get a clink every what time. What is a clink? I don't know. It's an audition. It's a clink. It's a clink. It's a clink. So half a point. Half a point. Half a point. Where did 50 Cent he was going to take you? To the club? No. no. Where did 50 Cent say he was going to take you? Oh, well, I know. Candy shop. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst for me. Where did SWV get weak? At the knees. knees. There you go. It's the last room for me. One time. Oh, this should be your question. Thank you. If Nas, if Nas ruled the world, what would he do? You free all. That's not you. And we free all our sons. There you go. Okay. And Lord will have another baby. That was my question. You asked me about Fifty Cent. I also I mean, do I would, because it's Americans and lots of I'd people. Call her so I would call her Miss Mariah. She'd hate mum. Do you think so? Yeah, yeah I think so. Miss Mariah, Mariah. 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 probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, yes. May. May. <laughs> May. I really miss her name anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. Maria. Quick way to Maria. Maria. Oh, dear. Guys, don't forget. When you're watching the show, remember that we are on all the listening pl platforms. If you wanted to listen to us as well, watch us on YouTube. Don't forget we have a Patreon page. Auntie Nana, what's our prices? Our prices are five pounds, ten pounds, and twenty-five pounds. For those prices, you can get lots and lots of sweet Auntie talkings, extra talkings. So Ooh. make sure you sign up. Um, and if you would like to leave reviews, do so. Or oh, that's not actually not a request; it's a demand. Leave reviews, <laughs> leave reviews. positive ones. <laughs> By force, your auntie said so. And just very quickly, if you do sign up to the Patreon, you can actually put in questions that you want us to talk about. Yeah. So, you you know, can help us with our Make content. the content yours. Mm, yeah. So yeah. Hi, getting into what have you heard, news and culture. This is where we get into the news and culture of the past week. 
Auntie Nana, take it away. Okay, so what I've heard this week, guys, um, there's a video circulating and it's a lady going on her morning walk and she's talking about her friend who works in sexual health clinics and a number of young girls have been coming forward with back passage tears because they have been um, involved in anal sex. Like, it is consensual, but this is a new spate of things that's happening at the moment. Just wanted to discuss this with you guys. What do you think? How can we talk to our young people about it? Mm -hmm. Boys and girls, let's discuss it. This is a new phenomenon. It's, it's funny that you said that because even that you said it's consensual, I know like there are some people out there that don't quite understand what is consent and what isn't. Mm. So they may consent to have sexual relations yeah. with people, someone, but they're not necessarily consenting to have anal sex with somebody. And it happens and they're quite surprised and taken back by it, but they just think, well, they've got nothing to say because they were in that situation. Yeah. Um, I don't know if everyone understands like the certain precautions that you have to take if you're going to have anal sex as well. It's exactly. not like the same thing. Mm. So I just think it's about really educating our young boys and girls as to, you know, just making sure that they're very safe and making sure that whoever you're with fully consents to everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. I think the issue is as well is that a lot of our young people, instead of maybe going to like us mums and dads and, and talking about sex, consent, sexual relationships, what we do, what we don't do, what goes where, they're getting their information from online with mm -hmm. no context, right? And no like conversation and nuance around it. And that can be really problematic because like you said, you know, anal sex and vaginal sex are different. Yeah. Different things need to be used so you don't end up with injuries with anal tears. And so therefore, it feels like people are not having those conversations, not knowing what works and what doesn't, and then they're ending up in these situations. So I think it, it works both ways that we also have to, as parents, be open to these conversations mm. as much as I would rather chop off my own head. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a difficult conversation to have, but, difficult we, conversation. but we have to be open to it because I would rather that than my daughter or son ends up, well, yeah, perhaps son ends up in a clinic injured rather than having the conversation with me yeah. Yeah. and yeah. also we have to say to them like yes you're going to see things on TikTok and whatever all the other social media platforms but I'd rather that you talk to, to me about it than go and look at what Jonathan on the old TikTok's doing yeah definitely yeah. I think having those conversations with our kids is um, quite it's awkward but I know I've powered through I had to talk to my daughter about sex and make sure she understood the ramifications I don't think we had an uh, explicit conversation about the different styles mm. of sex and things like that um, I'd like to think she could come to me we have had some conversations and it's been she's been a bit like mom but at the same time it's like, what do you do you've got to be able to have that conversation I, 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 it's this thing about uh, this awkwardness about sex that adults have as well mm. and this thing like I said I was like dreading the conversation but you have to make it normal mm -hmm. and there's I think you know there's a series sex education on Netflix where um, the mother of the lead, well, the lead character I can't remember everybody's name but she's she's a sex therapist so oh, she's yeah. very oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's like the worst thing but then it also puts them in good stead to really understand as much as, he, as her son can as a young person navigating hormones and just general life stuff that happens to being young and developing that you can't avoid but he's also very well informed because mm. she is so open mm. it's just finding that boundary between being too open mm -hmm. which what does that mean because society is put us in such constrained boxes of what's right and wrong 
it's really hard to break them without feeling like you're doing a disservice to your child or as you know I mean or breaking the rules of parenting but because there's so much information because the kids have so much access to so much um, sound bites and snapshots of what relationships are what sex is all about it's really difficult to protect them from the nonsense out there so you have to do power for it you have to especially when you know sites like Pornhub and stuff are yeah, right exactly. are like that's being sent around and definitely in you know those visuals make it seem like oh it's fun and it's easy to do and certain, it's normal and it's normal they normal I mean to a degree have, so you think this is a sexual practice yeah, yeah. I mean it, it but what, are we, what, yeah. what does that mean, though? I mean, I'm saying for young people in context. So if you're immature and you don't know what you're doing and all you have is a visual reference and you don't know the prep, yeah, you don't know what you're actually doing yeah. and you just go into something through watching porn, there isn't any context as to how you can injure somebody because they're young yeah. and they don't know. And if nobody's talking about it, it becomes a fad. Yeah. yeah, and there is this thing as well from kids, you uh, you know, you'll hear a lot of children, talk, not children, a lot of teenagers talking about that was their reference, just yeah. looking at Pornhub and places like that and not understanding that there is more to it, there's intimacy, there's all these things. They're expecting it to just go in and it's like a porn show straight away. Mm. So it's, it's difficult, but I think it's always been difficult to talk to people because I know certainly my mum never had those kind of conversations with me. I remember being in, the prim in primary school and like someone's mum had someone had seen their mum or someone you know and it gets told that way that's how you find out about things so you have to try and power through it i suppose i think though at least they've got somewhere to go and to to be able to do all these things because you know like we often forget about the times where when you know especially like in christianity for example like a lot of people would have anal sex because to protect their virginity mm, yeah. and that sort of thing do you know what i mean and like there wasn't conversations about the the difficulties around that and the potential injuries and stuff and yeah. things like that people just didn't talk about mm. it and there wasn't really help and stuff so at least they're you know they can go to clinics and they can get educated if they, they weren't previously obviously you don't want this to happen but um but yeah i just think you can't really curb people's sexual desires and tastes and all that kind of stuff so yeah, I think it's not about curbing their sexual desires and tastes. It's more about educating them in how to do stuff safely. Mm -hmm. And knowing where to go without feeling yeah. uncomfortable Awkward, yeah. or, I don't know, you know kids, young people, kids, they like they rebel against any kind of authority mm. and they don't really listen to adults at a certain point until a certain point. So it's just finding a way to bridge that gap of conversation. But that was the thing. It was like um, there's a number of 14, 15 and 16 year olds mm. and... I guess there's a conversation with sex ed in schools. Can you start introducing, like, really talking about different things than just two people? Yeah. 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 But actually the different forms of sex and mm. what you need to do and getting a bit more graphic. But there are, I think the religious aspect of it That's is really important thing. as well. Because that is a thing. Like, mm. you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm going to have anal because then you're, I haven't really lost my virginity yeah. and I also can't get pregnant. Yeah. And mm. it's those things where there's a difference between a girl having anal and a man because there's more things internally that we have around there. So yeah. it's more dangerous, actually. So it has to be gentle. Mm -hmm. You can't do it in a porn star, but if you don't know this... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what you what, want to do. You know, that's what we're saying about things being taken out of context. context. Um, young people not having all the information. It's about having wider conversations mm. as well. Like you said, taking in all these things about the health implications and everything else. 
Um, and that's why, you know, it's a lot, a lot of it has to be about, you know, what are they looking at on social media? What are they looking at online and all that kind of stuff? And, and yeah, actually maybe we have to pick up the slack and contextualize all the conversations they're having at school and everywhere else. No matter how awkward that may be, talking to myself. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm thinking. Uh, I I watched a woman and was thinking, oh my god, I have this to come with the boys. Yeah. I absolutely do not want to have these conversations, but I have to. Yeah. yeah have because to. if they hurt a female or another man, who knows what their preference is going to be? I would feel themselves. I would feel responsible. Mm. So I can't, you have to have those convos. Auntie Shadow, what have you heard? Um, so yeah, my story is about The Woman King, a new film that's starring Viola Davis. I'm going to try not to do spoilers as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I will try, but this is your warning, guys, <laughs> if I do. Um, yeah, fast forward or stop now. Um, so yeah, so basically the film is essentially about a tribe in ancient um, Nigeria, Benin, um, and it's about these uh, these group of women who are king's guard to the king, and uh, they're quite a fearsome tribe and everything like that. Um, and it's being protested at the moment um, because it's it's thought that although it's based on historical f- some part of historical fact, that it kind of skims over the issue that this tribe also sold you know, black people into slavery. Um, And I just wanted to know you guys' thoughts. Do you think that it is justified that it is being protested? I don't think, see, I've read around this and obviously we saw the film together. It didn't Mm -hmm. sit with me, but that's a different conversation. (laughs) Um, um, I don't think they skimmed over it. I think there was, I think there was all, no. Um, I mean, they didn't delve into. Um, they okay. Can, can I say? Can I yeah. just say one thing? Yeah. The thing is, for me, as well, I know you were saying they yeah. did mention it. Yeah. But they blame someone who was not on screen ever. Right. I get you. Yeah. I get you. It's not like the film has no mention ever. There's an acknowledgement that they themselves have sold, sold their people into slavery. Mm. And one of our main characters, again, not going to do too much spoilers, tries to say that let's sell this instead of selling our people. And there is a scene where they're talking about let's, oh, well, this isn't a spoiler, you know, let's sell palm wine instead of selling our people. So, but I think that you have to have some nuance with the story that they're trying to tell. And in this instance, I think the story they're trying to tell is of um, a woman and a girl and they're, yes, they're part of the King's Guard, and yes, they're fearsome, and they, you know, chop people's heads off every 10 seconds. But also, there's a, there's, there's a story of two women, mm. and their womanhood, and how, and reconciliation, and all that as well. So I think if, if people really wanted a story about a tribe, and they are selling their own people into slavery, I almost feel like that's a different film. Mm. Like this isn't the film. That's yeah. definitely a different film. Yeah, and I don't think that is this film. And this film never said it was going to do that. I don't think mm. it skims over it. It mentions it. It doesn't delve into it perhaps as much as people would want. But are we going to watch six hours? That's what I was. This? That's what I was about to say. The problem with this is how far are you going to go into it? Yeah, because that is for me a whole different story. This is a story about women. This is a story about the empowerment of women and women being strong and fighting in wars where people thought that they weren't able to fight. That's what this story is about. It's not about people being sold into slavery by black Africans because that story is across the continent. Mm. 
It's not just in Ni- in what was Nigeria. It, what is you know what is it? Venice. It's, it's not just there. It's like, I, and I don't think that they completely ignored it. If they hadn't mentioned it at all, then we've then got that, a problem. Then we have a problem. But they mentioned it, and they mentioned it more than once because the main character. That was her whole thing. We shouldn't be doing this. Uh, yeah. You know, and that was, and they showed the repercussions of when they did sell people into slavery. So I don't think that, for me personally, it doesn't take away from the story. I don't feel like it needs to be protested. I feel like it's a deflection maybe mm. onto other things and, you know, trying to back us up against each other once again. Yeah. I personally think that they told the story that they set out to tell and telling a story of black people selling black people is a different film altogether. Yeah, um, I th- <laughs> it's so, yeah, I think I had so much to say and I lost my train of thought, but um, I don't think it's a film to be protested and I want to understand what the protests are, what do you know what they're actually, I mean, I've read some who, stuff. Who, like, the, who, sorry, who is it that's protesting? Well, this is, yeah, I'd like to like, know who started yeah, the protest. Is it people, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, go, go on. Because, because if it was sort of descendants of Slaves. That that tribe, or, de- or descendants of sl- slaves that were sold by that tribe, then I can hear what they're saying. But the problem is about being descendants of slaves that were sold by that tribe. It's so many people, but no, yeah, and that could be me. I don't know. That's but, the whole point. Probably but most people take issue with it because the fact is, it's based on true events, mm-hmm. basically, and it's not telling the whole truth. So. Um, Lupita done a documentary about this. She was actually supposed to be in the film, mm-hmm. and she pulled out because of the documentary that she she done. Mm-hmm. And like in it, she kind of goes through that. You know, she's looking at the the the, the, the Kinsgard and and you know like looking at their glory and what they've done and then finds out that they've done this as well. Mm-hmm. And she asks the woman who is I think a direct descendant, like how can you how can you celebrate this in such a way, knowing that you know, do you know what I mean? That they've also committed these kind of atrocities too. And her thing was, well, you have to forgive and forget. I don't know what I mean. So I can yeah. understand yeah. why people, doesn't matter if they're descendants or not, can 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 find issue yeah. with it. Yeah. Definitely. What, but but the, there's also, you know, the there's a saying that somebody <laughs> had about not every but not all fingers are the same length. Mm-hmm. And that was in response to Africans' involvement in slavery. So it yeah. is like actually, yeah, the, you know, it's it's layered. Loads of people yeah. was involved in different yeah. ways. Yeah. That's right. But who has benefited the long? Yeah, and I always think about slavery and Africans selling people into slavery. Is that I don't believe they had any idea whatsoever what they were actually selling their people into. I think if they had known. This is what you're selling. I don't know, man. I no, think no. if I, 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 okay, I, I, me, I, I am yeah, saying this. This is my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would like to believe that if they had known what they were selling their people in into four hundred years plus of torture, because let's call a spade a spade. That's what it was. It was torture being taken away from their homelands, never to return, never to have their name, never to have rights, those sort of things. I don't necessarily feel like they would have been up for that shit. And the problem that you, the thing is as well that you have to remember, they were all at war with each other, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not justifying slavery at all, but slavery goes, there's different, been different types of slavery throughout centuries. There has been yeah. different types of slavery. And it still exists And it still today. exists yeah. today, yeah? The slavery that, the white man enforced on the blacks was totally different to what was being done on the continent 
it wasn't the same. So I, I think I it's think, the same thing. It's, I just it's, it's like mm. I, I think we can't um, trivialize Africans in no, 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 not at all. And that they <laughs> did know a lot of the people that they were capturing was not their own. Yes, they were considered that was their justification, and they would pass war. it on. But mm. there's so many different ways that Africans got to the Americas and the Caribbean. Mm. It's not just being sold, it's being captured, it's bartering. There were so many different mm. routes. And so as, a, as an African in the continent who has ancestors that probably did, were involved in some way, mm. yeah, but where was it? We weren't all in it in the same degrees and we all didn't benefit in the same ways. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, we have to, if we're gonna do slave stories, let's tell all of them. I think that's, yeah. that's real because, again, it's like, how long is the film going to be? I think we're not used to having the autonomy to tell these type of stories, yeah. as, especially as being the victors rather than the victims. Mm -hmm. So there's all these nuances, and unfortunately, because we've been at a deficit with content about us and our history, everyone wants everything packed into one story, and that's, mm -hmm. that's just not Hollywood. I have had conversations about the Hollywoodization of this narrative, and I understand people protesting. It's just down to every indiv individual protester. What are you protesting in, and what's the level of your understanding? Because the conversations I have been having um, with some people who, who, are of, who are descendants of enslaved um, are saying, you know, yeah, it's out of order, I'm not watching it because Africans sold but us. But did I'm they like, watch 12 Years a Slave, though? And, and mm. so my point is that... Did they watch Roots? So my point is that if... Um, you're saying that Africans sold. Do you know, as we've discussed, do you know the levels of which Africans sold, how and why and where? Do you know what they what they were up against? Do you know whether they the, the the Westerners that came had their whole tribe or their whole life on the line? Were they just greedy people that just wanted money? Did they understand what they were getting their people into? Do all the, there's so many different nuances that we actually don't know the ins and outs. Mm -hmm. And there's a certain thing about humanity, like humans, as we see today are pretty good, evil, bad, we're mm. complex characters. Mm. So are we saying that these, well people who are, there's a conversation that we need to explore is, are we saying that Africans who got involved in slavery for whatever reason, are they inherently evil, bad people that have done something that the humans today would never have done? So anyone who's saying that you sold me, are you saying you would never, in whatever situation you were in back then, would never have sold? Or are you saying we have a special, special essence that, um, if that we should know, have known better. Basically, are we placing Africans in those 1700s, 1600s, 1500s, whatever, on a special pedestal where mm. they are above humanity mm. to have done better than humans in general? There's a question to ask. Yeah, I don't think, uh, well, what I'm taking from it is like, I don't even know if it needs to be like that super deep. I just think it's just like the, the miss the mis the mistelling of what's actually happened and being being honest about mm. it also mm -hmm. as well and not blaming someone off screen not blaming someone mm. that has nothing to do with the narrative like being honest about it do you know what I mean yeah. it's just like with like the Jeffrey Dharma um uh, uh, series. series yeah on Netflix at the moment that kind of thing it's just like that they've just made it into like almost like romanticized yeah. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah. honest do you know what I mean and like it is good it's it's a good piece of work do you yeah. know what I mean it really is um but at the end of the day like people were hurt and I think that there, there can be 
a level of insensitivity that is produced when you're making something that's ultimately entertaining. Mm. Yes, yes, it's not fair to find this that at the end of the day, it's not like Africa, Africa as a continent did well out of slavery. Let's let's not yeah. let's not act like they continue. They let's not act like the ability to trade people can left remained with them. It didn't. You yeah. know, the Europeans went and they conquered Africa. They they um, colonized Africa. Yeah. Not they all went, of Africa. Not all of Africa, but a lot of it. So let's not act like that didn't happen. A lot of people that are protesting, I'd, I'd just be very interested to know who it is that are protesting. I think I, it's gone. I was just going to say, I also think that. Um, like you was talking about us telling our own stories, yeah. I think there's an element here of actually, and th- this may not land well, but actually not when we are telling our own stories, we don't always want to talk about slavery. Yeah. No, we, would, we, we would like to look at the other side. Yeah. And I think with this film specifically, yes, it's completely Hollywood glamour all over it. But like like I said in the beginning, this is a story about women. Mm. It's a story about womanhood. It's a, it's a story about um, recovery and reconciliation. And I think, yes, okay, people will protest, but people will protest anything and everything. Mm. You cannot please everyone. Not yeah. everyone's going to like this film. Not everyone likes Black Panther. Not everyone's going to like the next one. Yeah. Not everyone likes Neighbours. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's over now, which is really sad. And that's a different episode. But I, I just think that, you know... Yes, I can understand why people are protesting it. I personally don't think people should. And I think that by doing that, you're missing out on what is essentially, at, at the heart of this, a really beautiful story. Yeah. Uh, I would just say, I do think there's something about revisionist history, though. So I think mm. as black people, we do have to consider it. And sometimes we can, I think to what you're saying, Auntie Shade, we can um, kind of always try to give us a pass because we've had it so bad. Yeah. So we want to get to the next step. And sometimes we're all asked to get on board something, just get behind it and then we'll get to the next step. I've read that Gina Prince Bythe with the um, director did her research, she did as much as she could and there are a few articles speaking to what she did. She's responding to the criticisms and the protests. So those are the things to explore and understand where she's coming from with the story. But I do think there has to be some acknowledgement of everybody in the room and you can't please everyone. And if you're happy with the piece that you've made, then you have to deal with the protests mm. and the celebratory mm. and the support in all of it and then just go forward. And hopefully the conversations that come out of it, because when I watched it, I was like, how many more of these do we need to understand how fucking amazing we are as black people mm. to then be able to be like be step more empowered and step mm. into our, our, our the, be- the, the better angle of who we are as black people. Mm. So, you know. Auntie AK, what have I heard? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to switch the camera angle because um, Fierce face is not uh, Fierce face is not really seen oh, at the other angle. <laughs> sorry, sorry guys. Oh. <laughs> okay, I think that's better. Yeah. Yeah. So is that one just off? Yeah. It's yeah. Off, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so my story um, is uh, Labour MP Rupert Hack who called um, a wonderful leader... What is his role? I didn't even bother. Oh, you know when someone's so annoying, I don't even look into their lifestyle. Who's the chancellor? The chancellor of the exchequer, Kwesi Kwarteng, who, who um, has been fucking the economy royally, um, <laughs> along with his homegirl, Liz Truss, who's our uh, temporary prime minister. Uh, <laughs> Give us six days. Well, you know what I mean? Anyway, so the whole... Uh, Labour MP Rupert Hart, 
yeah, hat, yeah. sorry, Thanks. called Cressy Quartet a superficial black man. Um, the conversation was around <laughs> whatever she was having, but she was just saying, you know, if you if you listen to him on air, you wouldn't know it was him because he has been likened, his voice has been likened to Boris Johnson. However, there has been, again, protests against what she said. One, she's not a black woman, she's um, South Asian. There have been uh, conflicts of opinion whether she had the right to say those words. Was she right to call out Kwasi Kwarteng as a superficial black man? Okay, I'm going to pick up on this one. Uh-huh. So, there's again nuance to this. First of all, as someone who's black and Scottish, I've been told my whole life that I don't sound black enough, right? right. So who gets to dictate what black sounds like, mm. number one? Number two, if you want to criticise Kwasi Kwarteng, criticises politics without bringing his colour or how he signs into it. Because we all know he is tanking the economy in a way that it's never been tanked before. Mm-hmm. The measures that you are bringing in are meaning that are 12 more years of Tory austerity. Mm-hmm. We're heading into a winter where people are going to die Definitely. from austerity more than they ever have before because of the measures he brought in. This is the same man who said that he was going to um, remove the cap on bankers' bonuses and then went for cocktails with the bankers yeah. and then told him he was going to do all these things to the pound. So then they went back and made money off that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's focus on that without bringing in his colour or anything into it. That's where she made a mistake. No one should be able to police what sounds black and what doesn't sound black. When we want to criticise Chris Quarteng, let's criticise his absolutely shocking policies. Mm, yeah. Now, I was in an Uber with a, a Ghanaian taxi driver, a young guy, um, earlier on this week, and he was like, I've seen you on TV, I don't think you should be criticising him because we as black people, we all have to stick together. Oh my and God. I scolded him for 25 minutes on why your views are so dangerous. Because just because someone is from a village down the road from my father doesn't mean I have to support you. Right. When you're putting in policies, that means that Classic Quartet's own mother is going to be worse off this year. Yeah. I said this blind faith and people who are the same skin colour as me is dangerous. Yeah. Not all skin folk are kin folk. Yeah, exactly. Right? So if you're going to criticise him, which I think he needs, we don't have to focus on the fact that he's black. This is also a classist issue. He doesn't understand why what he's doing is so bad for the economy and people at the bottom because he, he doesn't, he's classist. He him. gave himself a 10k pay rise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've said what I've said. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so disagree. Um, I don't think she said anything wrong and I've argued it with numerous people over this I literally I understand what she's saying and I think black as a term is political so I think that she can say he is superficially black she didn't but say then, anything about someone said to me that I'm superficially black if I you were displaying black. superficial black tendencies then it's for you to argue against what's it. a superficial but black I'm not tendency? offended by it his superficial black tendencies are he is just a man with brown skin, but everything he does harms black and brown people. But the thing is, so black people are so, not a monolith. But, right? but to say that you're black, it is a it is a political statement. They came up with the term black as a counter to white. It's political. The thing is, I don't think everybody understands it. Well, that's that's I, 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 I get why. So it goes over their heads. I I just think like you know like 
exactly what you're saying to be honest like i agree with you like a hundred percent like and also like who does she think she is because but, really and truly so can you see, do you see him as a, like a black man do you think the he, public is, really he is, is, he, he is a black man he yeah. is a black man that's a fact he is that's how he well that's you but that's how he identifies and that's why he's taken issue with it that's why he's asked for apology that's why he got it do you know what i mean at the end of the day like we are not a monolith there are mm. many we come in different shades different types different views all of that kind of stuff so you really and truly what she done was a low blow and it was absolutely racist and she really should be fired uh, my um, my my issue is when you have someone of brown skin saying something about saying something about somebody else of brown skin it legitimizes other people to do the same my that's thing, my issue my I'm thing serious. is yeah go on, go on. Oh, go on finish sorry finish oh, uh, okay <laughs> all i gonna say is do we know what she meant did she explain? Oh, I thought, I thought, no, 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 no. That's why she apologised. Did she explain herself? Because <laughs> you know what? For me, for me, for me, that's what my, and that's the, and that's why I think say what that's why I'm saying what she said was wrong. She didn't have the right to say it. If she explained and expanded and said though no, the reasons why because of his policies and da da da, da he, she yeah. didn't. And so it's that that I thing about but like, yes, she can because at the end of the day, this is one thing about us and as black folks as well. Our culture is so open for. For, for Gambit, anyone can come and join in the air with in solidarity. You take these lines, you say superficially black, thinking you're going to win over black people mm -hmm. and get behind the Labour people, and like, yeah, you're down, you get it. No, do you know what you're talking about when you're saying superficially black? Because she said he sounds, he doesn't sound black. He doesn't sound. She didn't say because of his policies hurt more black people. She didn't expand on it. But if you want to expand on it, because that, that, that's the only reason why but I'm saying that if she had expanded on it, I can get behind her maybe. But at exactly. this point, she I didn't expand on it, so her. I can't no, get no, behind no, her. I can't get behind oh, her because, as I said, she's legitimising other people to do the same, right? The other reason why I can't get behind her is because if you're going to argue about this man, argue about his policies. Exactly. The colour of his skin has got fuck all to do with it. Boris yeah. is a dickhead all day long. But yeah. can you see why Rich, she's, she's pointing but out? But she shouldn't. No, but she doesn't know that. The problem is, easy. there are other people of different tones and different ethnicities that are suffering in the same sort of way because of the policies that he's just brought out. And there's people who are earning less. There's people who are at the lower end of the scale. What The policies that he's just brought out benefit those who are in the 1%. Yes. They don't benefit us. Mm. But don't so, you think so he is positioned saying, in there specifically that's another argument. That's another argument. But my point is, having advocates that don't know what they're talking about, it's no point. Exactly. It's taking away the focus of what we should be focusing on. Right. And because what her apology is just rubbish, it's now a waste of time. We're all debating. It's a waste of time. So that's why it's like, if you don't want to apologize, exactly. If she said it with her chest and stuck with it and being like, this is That's my point. Because he is a pawn. They placed him there as a black man to ruin the economy, and people are going to be like, This has been like, you know, as soon as you had a black man in there, this is what happens. And so, pointing out that he is superficially black, I think is actually very important. No, but, but if she, she, she had an argument, argument to black, she didn't have an argument to black. Basically, what happened? But also, with her friends, she might have had one black person there who said this, and she thought, You know what? Let me go repeat it. Who are you? Just shut up. Yeah. Who, who, get, who gets to decide what is black enough for her? Yeah, exactly. 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 What, who, who gets to decide what? Who gets to decide what sounds black and what doesn't? Exactly. What is superficially black and what's not? It's definitely not her. She's no. not the one. And yeah, have your point. I, 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 
I still think I get where she was coming from. Yeah, but you and I feel get. like I like that it has been put out there into the world so that this now follows him around. I actually really appreciate but it that. Won't, I that. think it's not it's doing not the job that she did because she didn't it's expand not. on well, it. But nothing makes a difference, really. No, I know, but it's a waste of time. But so just actually, that is a discussion and for people to start a, talking about what is seen as black but who is talking about it how but who's talking about it what we need to talk about is what he's doing to the economy yeah. that's and what needs no, to happen but also it's the ramifications where it's twofold what he's doing to the economy is one thing yeah, yeah. what we're all going to suffer for him the face of it doing it yeah. is another thing on all of our lives i think we all wholeheartedly should be in rejection of this man on two fronts his blackness and his politics. I agree because he rejection of because him without people are yeah yeah. I agree. She brought it to the forefront though. She said it. She said what a lot of people say about but him, but him, she didn't yeah. back it and she apologized. But, that's but that to me is absolutely and the that's Labour my Party. problem with her. Exactly. They that's that's what they do all the time. But that she brought it to the forefront. I don't really like the think pieces coming from black people not actually going into it's not that you've got a backer but what she put out there we should all be like he isn't part of us he's lost his card and that's fine some people can lose their card because politically he isn't black she should have made a better he's just a Ghanaian man who can't say his name right all of that it's like it's that's important he isn't actually saying his name right he's allowing his name to be he can say it's like it's crazy he can say it's a gay name it's a Ghanaian name the fact that yeah, he is allowing it to be westernised as well. What we have to that. remember in all this is that black people are not a monolith. They are not one group lumped together that yeah. vote left, that right, eat yeah. chicken, that go to church on Sundays. Black people are not all the same. They don't do all the same things. They don't stand for all the same things. And I think, I'm not even going to say the black community because that's not the word I want to use. Black people, we have to understand that we are not all the same. And the, the fact is, he and I have absolutely nothing in common apart from the colour of our skin. But he is still black I and I am still yeah. black. Yes, I don't think so. He's still a black... So you grew up in Scotland? I did. Uh, can you tell us what it was like in Scotland as a British, Ghanaian, Scottish woman? What was that like and where did you go and do you like the cold? That's my own personal <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, I hate the cold, uh, so I don't like the cold. What was it like? It was... So I've been asked this question a lot and it was it was lovely. Like, you know, um we lived just outside Glasgow, dad was a dentist, mum was a nurse, um mm. lived in a lovely like village, literally the only black people in the village, and then a black family moved in, I was like, How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you like being the only black family. Do you know what? Because the thing is everybody was so friendly yeah. and yeah. lovely to us and we just fitted in like it just was what it was why did you end up coming to london uh to go to uni so i came mm. to uni to study journalism at city right and um, and i remember like coming for an open day with my mom and getting off the train and being like it's black people yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on um yeah but i loved it i did love going up in scotland actually yeah so you worked at um, T4's Pop World, I did. which is like peak youth TV. Yes, we all God. died out yes. on that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. What was it really like working on there? And also, just like, do you think that we've like lost that whole youthful TV scene forever yeah. now? Yeah. Do you know what? Because T4 and Pop World were iconic yes. levels yeah. of TV, right? 
um, and I loved watching it and I love working on it. Working on it was, I mean, I started off as a junior runner, which is like the lowest of the lot. The tea person. <laughs> yeah, below the, the, tea, the tea person. I got tea for the tea person. Oh my God. Like, that's <laughs> it was. And there was a lot of getting dry cleaning and, and getting people's breakfast and stuff like that. But then I got to go on shoots with, and, and when they used to film the series and like Usher would be there and like, um, that rapper that used to rap really, really fast. Twister. 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 Yeah. Like all these people. Um, <laughs> and it was. And it was incredible. And literally, I was the only black person on crew apart from Makita. Um, mm. And then we had Shirley, who was um, this lovely Ghanaian lady that was a production manager. Right. Um, it was so much fun. It was as fun as you think it's going to be. Oh, oh, wow. oh, oh it was that's really amazing. Good. Do you think that we're never going to have those days again? Ever. Because it's, no, it's got a loss. No. Because I think, like, pre the recession in 2008, oh, so long ago, we used to spend so much money to make TV. Yeah. yeah. And those days have completely gone. But I mean, like, the riders that people would yeah. have, yeah. how much money we'd spend on production, yeah. um, has completely gone. I think the way we make TV has changed as well. Um, so I don't think we'll ever have that level of like peak Saturday morning TV again. People but it used to just have champagne for fun. Yeah. Honestly. Just being just, <laughs> if you yeah. had a rider where you could have anything, just you would just yeah, be ridiculous. like yeah. yeah, but it was so good. I loved it. And you were also like editorial assistant at Black Hair Magazine, moving uh-huh. to become the editor. Yeah. Tell us about your time there and your motivation at the time and what your career aspirations were. So Black Hair Magazine was a funny one. Um, I was, I think I was working like in a shop or something. Yeah, I was. Um, and like freelancing for a magazine. And I saw the job came up and I was like, never gonna get it, but I'm just gonna apply anyway. And I remember going into the office and there was not a single black face in the office. Not one. Wait, what? what? Sorry, no, I've told like there was a girl called Holly who did um, oh, this sales. Is yeah. <laughs> um, so the editor at the time wasn't black. There was not a black mm-hmm. member of staff working on the magazine in editorial. Right? I, like, um, I, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I was, I was the first. I, I, I was the first one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and I remember going in and I had to do an interview and then I had to do a presentation about a feature that I would do mm-hmm. and literally got off the job on the spot. And I remember oh. um, my first day sitting down with the editor, Jane, lovely woman, white, lovely yeah. woman, mm-hmm. and just being like, so what we're going to do is all these adverts for skin bleaching, we're just going to get rid of all of them. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. Uh, that product doesn't work for black hair. Now is that product that this feature is nonsense i don't know what you're saying in this feature you're a lovely woman but you haven't really got a clue so what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna redo the whole magazine <laughs> from scratch and write about what black women actually want to put on their oh, hair yeah, and yeah, on their yeah. face what do you think and she was just like um, <laughs> but she was, well, she was wonderful because she received it yeah like you know i've worked on this magazine for years but they're very receptive of that and then my editor got pregnant and I remember my publisher having a meeting and she was like, oh, you know, perhaps we'd, we'd like you to sit in to the inter- with the interviews of people who would potentially be the editor. And I was a bit cheeky and I was like, yeah, you can interview people, but I think it should probably be me. Yeah. And Aww. she was like, well done. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> so we did interview like four or five people and then she was like, yeah, it's you. It should be you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was editor for maybe two or three years. And I loved it. I loved it, like, yeah. you know, directing the covers and just having the ownership and autonomy over um, this publication and this piece of work was incredible. And I would get such a buzz every time it would come out and mm. be on the newsstands yeah. and everything. So, yeah, it was 
a great place to work after. Amazing. Um, from TV to editorial, you made the return to TV working at ABN, ABN which, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a broadcast platform delivering content mostly from an African audience, mm -hmm. or African perspective, yeah. to an African audience widely in the majority, um, and putting yourself at the forefront as a presenter. Yes, yes, I did do that. Good yes. creator. And you're on the radio championing Afrobeat. I was doing you that. Yes, that. you were doing me. that. Yes. <laughs> so I remember the glory days of Ben TV and the, and oh, stuff like that. Yeah. So what was it like being in that? Because I think that it was, it was there was a moment where it was so pivotal yeah. that these channels were coming through, but we also had the highs and lows of you know sometimes the everything's shutting down and the channel mm -hmm. playing one thing uh, yeah. or just a blank screen. So what was it like? And actually, why did you choose to be in those spaces when you could have potentially gone mainstream? That's a good question. Um, so firstly, what was it like? I mean, I was there at ABN Radio from the inception, so from the very first day it went on air. Um, and I had not done presenting on radio before. Um, and they totally took a chance on me and I was like, mm, I don't know what I'm doing. But that's a real reoccurring theme in my career mm, is yeah. that I will, I'm, I'm very much a yes person. Someone would be like, can you edit a magazine? Yes. Uh, can <laughs> you that. talk about something on Good Morning? Yes. Can you present radio? Yes, I can do that. Um, and it was incredible at that point when you, like you said, you had Ben TV, we had OBE, and it was great to have other channels that were kind of your rivals, and we won loads of awards, and Younger TV was around then as well, mm. um, and it was brilliant. And I guess I chose to work in those spaces because um, you could learn so much working in a small team, and you could have so much more visibility and influence than mm. you could perhaps at a BBC or a Sky or somewhere else because you kind of get lost in this machine. Mm. And I don't like being lost in a machine. I like being, I like to rise yeah, to the top, yeah. like keep yeah. my head above the parapet. Yeah. Um, and I guess, you know, I did go for jobs at BBC and looked at stuff, but I was like, no, I want to be on air now. I don't yeah. want to be on air in four years. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'll go there. And today, as you mentioned, you're on Good Morning Britain, you're on, uh, you know, you're on a TV show, Sustainable Energy for CNBC. Yeah. Um, so you're extremely busy. <laughs> what is your happy place? Where, what, is, what brings you the most joy? Oh my God. What brings me the most joy? I'm so boring. Because I'm really <laughs> old. So what brings me the most joy is sitting on my sofa mm -hmm. um, with a bag of popcorn and just a little glass of wine and my husband rubbing my feet because oh. I'm just so dry as a <laughs> that's, not dry. that's not dry that's just it's just, just like literally my favourite thing in the world um, and hopefully I'll be there around 6.36 this evening there we go yeah. the daughter popping your grapes oh yeah <laughs> 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 she, she went to France with her dad and bought back Evian face mist in a can oh, so yeah. one day she actually did when I was sitting there she was like misting and I was like this is Dream. I mean, one, <laughs> one at life. Oh. Yeah, that's I love, that. I love that. That's super cute. Okay, so have you ever come up against like racism? Like, felt like you'd been held back because you're a black woman? <laughs> <laughs> All the time. All the time. All the way here. What's the biggest challenges? How do you deal with it as well? What's um, your tips? How do you deal with it? Just don't take it on because it's their issue, it's not mm. yours. Mm. You cannot afford to get into the overthinking of why this person's saying this about me, why this person has this opinion of me. I always try and say to myself that other, pe other people's opinions of me are none of my business. Yeah. So you just can't afford to take it on because if I took on all the things that people have thought and said about me, then I would 
wouldn't have done any of the things I've done. I remember one of the most hurtful times was when I was working at Arise News, which is an African news channel that I still do some stuff for now. Um, and they first got me on as like a talking head, like reviewing the papers at like literally 2 a.m. The oh, show was from oh 2 to 3. Oh my God. Um, but I really wanted to get back into doing TV mm. and doing on air stuff. And it was an opportunity that came up, so I was like, I'm gonna do it. It's a means to an end. Um, I remember there was a producer there, a dark skinned woman, um, who said to me, they never put you on air mm. during the day. It's just not, it's not gonna happen. You're too dark. Oh. So they'll keep you in the nighttime hours, but don't Ooh. don't have any ambitions of going on air during the day. And I was like, yo. And it was so hurtful because she was as dark as, mm-hmm. as, dark yeah, as me. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously she was projecting things that yeah. hadn't yeah. happened for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that might be your story, sis, but it's not going to be mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And they did put me on air during the day. Of course, they did give me my own show yeah, at, yeah. At, you know, at one point. Um, and I remember that was so particularly hurtful because I was like, shouldn't you want me to win? Yeah. Because I want you to win. Yeah. Shouldn't we be on the same team? Why are you perpetuating what I know other people are thinking about me? Why should you be the person to voice it to me? Um, and so that was a real lesson for me because it did make me, you know, feel like I'm going to work twice as hard. But I was like, why should you have made have induced that, that yeah. feeling in me and yeah. um, so from there on in I was just like you know what I'm just I'm not gonna rise to anything I'm not gonna be a part of your narrative of your nonsense I'm not gonna take it on and your opinion of me is none of my business well I think it's um that's that's so sad I'm so sorry that happened mm-hmm. to you but like what what is what does success look like for you like what like obviously you've been through a lot do you know mm. I mean? you've had a lot of challenges and stuff like that so what is what's the end goal what what are you trying to ultimately achieve that's a good question um i think su- success for me looks like choice right mm. so the choice to be able to work on different projects and work with different people and not necessarily be worrying about does that pay the bills or does that pay the bills I think it's just about choice and yeah. what you lend your voice to what you want to be a part of um yeah and i think i'm getting to do that a lot more now than i ever have mm. um choosing to work on things choosing not to work on things using no more where i want to that's powerful yeah i think it's that Before, can i just ask one quick quick question because i think there will be a few people that would like to know like what's it like being a black woman always talking on royal issues do you know what so i've always had a real interest in the royal family and their history i'm not a royalist by any way shape or form i just want people to know that i'm not a royalist mm-hmm. i'm just really interested in this family and their dynamics you know, my mum was really interested in the royal family, so yeah. it's kind of, sort of, you know, our, I like to call them, like, the empire mums. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. You know, it's so that kind of filtered down to me and Princess Anne and all that. And yes, actually, I've always been interested in royal reporting, and when Meghan Markle joined the royal family, they were like, black, woman, royal, over here. <laughs> and so, you know, in a way, you take advantage of these things. It was yeah. a way for me to talk about something that I'm really interested in and, you know, make some money off it. Yeah. Um, and being in that space is really interesting because there, as far as I know, and I could be wrong, but there isn't any other black women talking about the royal family 
on TV with historical facts and context. I know Dr. Shola does a lot of stuff mm. um, talking about it as well, but her, her angle's slightly different yeah. from mine because mm. she's a lawyer and an activist, and mm. less so that I am a more kind of interested in, in the history and the politics and the dynamics as well. Um, so it's a really interesting space to be in. Um, obviously, off the back of the death of uh, the Queen, it was really busy during that period. The Queen yeah. didn't see my face at all or hear my voice. Yeah. It was just every so often a guard will text in the middle of the night with a crime on the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was, it was super interesting because the channel that I was broadcasting for, CTV, facilitated a lot of conversations of us talking about the future of the realm and the commonwealth yeah. and the mm. return of the crown jewels which i'm not sure would have been as easily and openly discussed on a bbc or a sky mm. yeah. yeah um and maybe because they're canadian and you know they still they you know the queen is still head of state there yeah. and they still have oh, a massive well sorry of course yeah. sorry the king is still head of state they still have the monarchy and um, but it's really interesting being a black woman in that space because there's no one else like me, but it means that I get to facilitate conversations around the royal family that other people are perhaps too scared to. Yeah. Um, so tell us. See when Dr. Shola yeah. said on national television uh -huh. that King Charles III was a waste man because yeah. of in his marriage to Diana. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Now Dr. Shaw and I have a different approach. <laughs> she said what she said, but essentially I don't think she's that far off the mark because um, when King Charles III, did, Prince Charles as he was there, now we're found to Prince Charles for the context yeah. of this conversation, was married to Diana, Princess of Wales. It was toxic on both sides. Yeah. They clearly weren't healthy. And he was having a relationship with then Camilla Parker Bowles, now Queen Consort Camilla, during their whole, during his whole marriage. So I get what she's saying, that he wasn't faithful. He definitely wasn't a good husband. Whether he was a good father or not remains to be seen. I'm sure Prince Harry's gonna tell us about that in his autobiography. I hope so. Um, but I think she has a point. I don't know if I would have said it like that, but I understand where she's coming from. Okay, we're gonna get into the deeper parts of your business now. Oh my god. Even deeper, 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 deeper. So imagine the aunties have surrounded you at the party, okay. you're in the kitchen and they're just coming at you with all the questions. Okay. My love, mm -hmm. what's your relationship status? What's going on? <laughs> have you got a man? Uh, I've, a got, I've got a man. Uh, just married him actually about <gasps> 10 minutes ago. No, in January we did our traditional. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. And he rubs my feet now. <laughs> you don't want to elaborate on how? He has <laughs> a brother who's also married. It's really annoying, isn't it? That he is has really some annoying. single friends actually. But that's the way that you yeah, said yeah, it yeah. in your eyebrow, they're not good single friends. Yeah, the, the <laughs> eyebrow <laughs> went left and right. <laughs> 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 I've seen that oh, yeah. look. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It's okay. No, that one's alright. Yeah, she's like one recommendation. No, there's not. It's fine. Don't we can move on. Yeah, yeah. I think we should. I think we should. So you've got a daughter. Yes. How old is she? She's and what's ten. Your... Oh, ten. Her name's Naima. Hi, Naima. What's your relationship like? Does she bother you? Oh, do you know what? She is my little best friend. My broke best friend. Yeah. Oh my god. But for a long time, it was just the two of us. Um, I split up with her dad when she was like two and a half. Um, so we're really close because we're girls, girls, and because for, like I said, a long time, it's just 
the two of us, but yeah, she's a little munchkin, that one. She's not little at all, she's nearly the same height as me, mm. which is a bit ridiculous. <laughs> um, and now she's all about, like, she keeps telling me about her autumn aesthetic. And oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Pieces. <laughs> yeah, well, she's pulling pieces all the time. Oh, right. um, there's lots of screenshots from Sheen of, yeah. I have a party on the 8th, mummy, this is what I think I should be oh. <laughs> I'm like, my, my aesthetic when I was 10 was tartan jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was whatever mum said I was going to love that. Yeah, yeah. Mom said that was my yeah. aesthetic. Yeah, so she's there, she, yeah, she's so cool. Okay. So Okay. Um, sorry. Let me just follow on again. Um, does she want to follow in your footsteps? Does she want to go into media? No, no. She finds what I do in in equal parts impressive and embarrassing. Um, so she has absolutely no desire to be a journalist whatsoever. Mm. But I do sometimes drag her along to shoots as my like production manager, um, <laughs> and she quite enjoys it. And I put her on TV sometimes. Um, but she wants to be a vet. Oh, yeah. Um, but specifically a vet in the north of the country or Fiji. Um, <laughs> yes, I know. And um, she's going to have a big house and I'm going to live next door. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, just for babysitting. Yeah, that's right. the dream. Isn't oh, it? Yeah. I get told that literally is the dream. Yeah. <laughs> what type of an auntie are you? Oh! <laughs> you have to probably ask uh, kids and friends. What type of an auntie am I? Mm. Um, I'm the I'm probably like you guys. I'm probably in everybody's business. <laughs> um, I think like kids of friends. Whenever they come to my house, I'm like the fun mum. Okay. So mm. sorry, friends. By the way, when your kids stay at my house, everybody has to eat till midnight. Mm. Just as long as everyone's alive, it's fine. <laughs> um, so I'd like to think I'm quite fun, um, and also in everybody's business. Can you tell us a time when you had to go into like? auntie mode oh my god so my best friend's daughter is also called Naima um, and so the two Naimas were having a sleepover wait and how did you work that out I know right but, yeah. but we met after oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that was a pure coincidence yeah pure coincidence and actually they met at like um, a holiday club and her, my best friend's Naima came out and was like oh I have a sister and her mum was like Anyway, so the Naimas were having a sleepover and I caught them trying to we live on the ground floor by the way and they were like climbing out the window, like the ground floor and <laughs> oh my God, says, they said they wanted to go to the shop for sweets. And they were quite young at this point and I was like, You guys are joking. Yeah. So I had to go full mum, full anti mode. Mm. I was like, you you're now in lockdown. Like, the <laughs> pandemic has not even happened in lockdown. You can't be climbing out the window. Mm. And it's not even that like they'll fall out of the window. Like how are you just what happens when you get out the window? Exactly. What shop are you going to? Exactly. There's so many questions. They haven't thought it through at all. Bless them. They never did it. Oh, right. Did you ever find out who came up with the right idea? Oh, it was my name. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, the ringleader of all the things. You'll never yeah. know. <laughs> exactly. Um, wait, when you're buzzing the door to try and get back <laughs> in, it's, it's going to work. Oh, oh my bless yeah. So, obviously, now we're your absolute favourite aunties. Yeah. Saying you trust us, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we want you to tell us a secret, something that you haven't told your mom or dad. 
my tattoos are real. Oh. You're bad. So you told people that. Well, we were just practicing. I didn't think there was an earring in it, and somehow there was. So when was I got my practicing. belly, when I got my belly button pierced, um, I remember I had to come home from uni, and for some reason I don't know, I just was wearing a belly top because I could then, and my belly button pierced was there. And my mum and dad actually had like an intervention, and they were like, "You're never going to get a job with your belly." Yeah. I was like, "It's yeah. not real, though. It's just I've just stuck it on." But yeah. I was like, "Oh, fine, right?" Because me and your mum thought it was real. I was like, "Why would I ever do that?" <laughs> Now, that was a good one. You have to now redeem yourselves. Oh, Make man. us proud. Okay. Because you've been proved to be a very naughty girl. Yeah. <laughs> multiple um, lies. Multiple well. liar. Now, can you make us feel better about you? Tell us something that you're really proud of, that we will be proud of. Oh. Um, make us proud now. We're, <laughs> very we're very angry with you right now. Um, my tattoos are real. No. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe that. I don't know. Um. Proudest moment, life moment. Oh, God. Yeah, what's your proudest life moment? I, I think just, this is going to sound so rubbish, but like, Naima's not in school, maybe? Mm-hmm. Because when you're a single mom, you're just like, we're never going to make it. Yeah. yeah. Like, in every which way, financially, emotionally. And I think when she started school, I was like, she's still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we've made it this far, and I think I always get really emotional around school starting, around the new school year, because I always think it's another year of of progress, another mm. year of, you know, her doing really well at school, and it's kind of a, like a, like a justification of your motherhood. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um. So I think I think that, and maybe like. I mean, the first time I saw my name in print under a, like in an editor's letter, that was a huge moment. Um, I remember once my dad snapping me on TV mm. and sending Aww, it to me. That's cute. That yeah. was, that's huge um, as well. But I think those things. Yeah. Thank you. We, we, we feel better. Yes, thank you. Tell us something that is a family saying that you hold dear or wholeheartedly reject. Like something you've grown up hearing. Oh. Or doing. So my mum always used to say, and she still says, tomorrow is another day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, when you've had a rubbish day, at the end, when you're sitting down just thinking, well, the fridge is broken and the washing machine is broken and... I've broken my leg tomorrow's another day (laughs) so I always stand by that and I always just think it reminds you that you can always start again tomorrow yeah so yeah I think that that's a good one you'll carry that one on yeah alright so 
you have your aunties at your disposal. Yeah. We can solve all problems. Uh -huh. Do you have a problem for us to solve? It's not even a do you. Like, we can solve your problems. Give Just us a problem us to solve. That's a good one. Um, I'm not sure if you know we've got a new Chancellor of the Exchequer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, crazy. yeah, I think it's like Quasimodo or something. Anyway, um, if you can't solve that problem, okay, okay, this is, this is it. I just don't understand why, I love my husband so much, right? I just want to preface that. Why does he take his clothes off in the kitchen and then leave them on the kitchen table? Can we tell me what are you doing? Oh, wait. As in changing clothes? <laughs> <laughs> I need more. Like, like, he'll say he's going for a shower, and then he'll go into the kitchen, and well, then like, take his preference. clothes off, and then go to the bathroom. Yeah, I don't get it. And I don't get it, because the wash basket's in the bedroom where you've come from. So why not put them in the wash basket and go straight to the shower? He goes on a detour, and then sometimes he'll like leave his jeans, and like, you know when you take them off yeah, there, and he looks like he's been raptured? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you what? in the kitchen when he's taking his clothes? No, no, it's not. It's not a tantalizing. It's not a tantalizing. Like, no. does he go for chicken or? I don't get it. It must be like. Can we ask the married one? Yeah. yeah. Is the bathroom near the kitchen? Yes. But okay. what, so the point is, so my bedroom's here. The kitchen's like diagonally, and the bathroom's there. So he's got to go on a detour to get to the bathroom. Instead of going boom, he goes boom boom, and I don't get it. As he saying boom boom. That's the noise he makes. <laughs> 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 and then he'll come back to the bedroom and be like, oh, where are my boxes? They're in the kitchen on the side. Where you left them on the dinner plate. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand that. So it must be. I think it's a mark in a territory thing. You think so? Yeah, it's just like, so this, just is all the yeah, this, yeah. Is this is mine. Yeah, this is mine. Spreading around. Making yeah. sure that any Maybe man that comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he goes and sits in the kitchen, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. there's this a man in the Maybe you're giving him security. Wife. What? What? What the hell? I'm not sure if you're going to go there. Just trying to expand on the situation. So bizarre. Yeah. So if you could solve that for me, that'd be great. How are you dealing with it? Just, Maybe just, we can help you with that. Maybe you should have. Wash basket in the kitchen. That might be that's a solution. That's a good one. Next to the washing machine, right? Mm. Yeah, that well, makes sense. That's why he's doing it. it. Maybe like, his before Maybe he his before, is, I'm going to put it in the washing Before he lived with you, maybe he had a wash basket in the kitchen next maybe to the washing machine. Do you want a wash basket in the kitchen? No, I prefer So then that's not the solution. No, you can't conversation. I was going to say, hold on, I didn't finish. I was going to say, that's a conversation to have. Yeah. If you don't want one in there, then you put one in there, it's going to start pissing you off. Yeah, exactly. So that I'm saying it's a conversation that you must have and find out why Maybe it's happening. Maybe he's Yeah, habitual. What happens to you? I've explained it, what his route is. And he's like, no, it's just a thing. Yeah, I reckon he used to have one in the bathroom. Yeah, find out that. He's just used to doing it. If you like, if your clothes are dirty, it being near the washing machine. I, I, I think there's probably that. that, that. Yeah, yeah. then he doesn't put them in the washing machine. No, no. no but then fine. you wouldn't because you need to sort them and you might. Yeah, because you probably have the washing point, thing. Point yeah. It's being considerate. Yeah. No. no. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a conversation. No, that's going too fast. Leaving on the side of the kitchen. That's not good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not that's good. Random. That's disgusting. Yeah. yeah, I've got issues with that. Yeah, I mean, I've got issues with that. That's why it's a conversation. I'm folded up, but the folding up thing definitely, my husband does that. But in the bathroom, 
it's like his he's just stepped out of jeans. Yeah. So it's perfectly yeah, like crumpled with yeah, the two yeah. with the two holes yeah. for that, and legs. that will be like but it's right in front though? of the bath. Well, I think it's fun, but it's when you go in after because he's had <laughs> yeah. to step over those yeah, holes to leave, and, and then you've gone back in and your jeans are permeated. It's like why? No, no, no. Explain That's why it's fun. What's fun? I'm so fun. Like it's just like what's fun? No, but like think about like when you're a kid, right? And you take your clothes, and if you can perfectly. Have them, yeah. But as adults, you have to have kid moments to enjoy. Oh, you're saying the act like, of li- oh. like if it's perfectly formed, yeah. That's you know fun. what I mean? That's fun. That's, that's fun. Like it's one instrument. I'm. I have to ask him why you're he does it. Maybe it's fun. <laughs> Every day coming home to perfectly round trousers starts to be unfun. <laughs> My thing is just pick up after yourself. Pick that's all. Yeah. 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 You had fun just taking it off. Yeah, yeah. But just pick it up now. Yeah, I don't want to have to make it a game. You need to. You might need to game of life. I need. Yeah, don't do it for him. I mean, don't take my advice. I'm single, but still. I think the basket in the kitchen is a solution. No, I love these baskets that you love. Like you could pick. Like, oh, I love. Have you got the space for a basket in the kitchen? It's annoying me. Yes, kind of. Can see. We've been looking for it. Then I bet he doesn't even put it in the basket. But you could make it into a game. So it'd be like you try and throw it into the basket. Each time it goes in the basket, and you've got time for that. Honestly, this, I'm telling when you. When we talk about the infantilization of men. Exactly. It's not even just men. Exactly. I think it's a good idea. I'm telling you. Every day. And we miss. What does he get? He'll want to do better. He loses something, then he's got to give you £100. But if he gets it in, you give him a chocolate bar. This is, I feel like I, aunties aren't solving stuff. At all. We're breaking our brand. We're I'm just saying, I'm saying, think about it. Think about it. Think about gaming. <laughs> you have to game chores. Oh, <laughs> you're doing as hell. You just gotta do that. No, no, no. 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 Just like, like, a conversation okay. about the bars. We'll see. That's it. Asking if that's what he needs to have a grown up conversation with him. Did you have a And ask him where he feels in Marcus territory. Does he actually have Alright, now let's move on to what's made you sad, mad and glad this week. Auntie Fia, Ooh. what's made you sad, mad and glad this week? What's made me sad is, I know we've mentioned it before, that the fact that this country is going to the dogs. Um, what has made me mad is the cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't even, I don't want to, and I'm not involved. And what's, <laughs> made, me, what's made me glad is... Erica Badu announcing two shows at the Sci-Fi Centre. I know, Center. I saw that. Oh, yes. I got a £108 ticket. What? Yeah, my sisters were in a group trying to get it. It was not happening. Oh, what? I'm yeah. so glad I've seen her a few times. I don't yeah. know. Me too, but still, I was going to... I did, I was excited. Hurt my chest. 180? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. actually, let me revise no, that. Probably so, what's made me mad is... Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate, yeah. isn't wow. it? Uh, what's made me sad is uh, my home hasn't learned to clean up itself. When I'm busy, I'm sick and tired of that. Yeah, yeah. I need my flat just to I can go. recommend an Android robot that Elon Musk is just in there. I know, I saw it, and yeah. I know. Under 20,000. It's fine. Under 20,000. Someone tweeted, I've seen this movie. Exactly. We've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's yeah. my blueprint of why I'm never getting a robot. Because that's enough for you. Let me just put my robotic arm back in check. No. No. I'm a robot, no. No. Um, I'm mad that I'm scared to put my heat in. Uh, it's a concept I don't understand. I dislike it. Yeah. That actually putting on heat in is a fearful thing right now. Yeah. Um, and the situation with the Bank of England pretending me and Auntie Farah was talking about it the other day. 
Bank of England bailing out the government <laughs> that the government owns the back and forth, the yeah. falsity, the, it's the like fakeness that of money. It's like Spider-Man meme for the two yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. that. Like, yeah. <laughs> the world that we live in is fake and I can't stand it and I hate that we're still coming to it. I want us all to rebel one day, one day. I'm glad, and I'm glad that London Film Festival is about yeah. to start. I can't wait. I love it. It's exciting. It's going to be stupidly busy. I'm a mentor for the London um, BFI Critics Mentorship Scheme. Looking forward to meeting our mentees and taking them through the highs and lows of being a journalist on the go during London Film Festival. It's going to be fun and intense. Lots of good films. Um, check out the British Blacklist for a listing of all the black films. Excellent. Um, I'm sad that I had to do some real adulting this week and I had to downgrade my car because I want to be able to have the money to put my heating on this winter. Mm -hmm. So it was like petrol, heating in my car, petrol, heating in my car, downgrade my car. So I had to say goodbye to my mini. Um, and downgrade, so I'm sad about that. And on a more serious note, I'm sad about all the people that are dying whilst protesting women's rights in Iran. I am yeah. um, mad that the Western world doesn't seem to be talking as loudly about what's going on in Iran as they are in other countries and what's happening there on the whiter side of things, let's yeah. say. Mm -hmm. um, I am glad that it's October, not because it's cold, but because at the end of this month, I will begin yet again a new journey and I'm on a countdown and I can't wait. Yeah, so I am super sad, it's been a crazy week in my family, lots of health stuff, mm. I don't even want to go into it, but yeah, yes. so I'm sad about that. I'm mad. Sorry. Um, I thought I'd be fine, you know. No. <laughs> but I'm mad that um, NHS staff are so rude and it makes it really hard to like defend them mm. and not yeah. want to have private healthcare. Yeah. Mm. But I'm super glad. <laughs> For you guys as well, we're like checking on me every day. And my sister. Oh, um, sorry. Um, my sister is just such an amazing woman. And she really does a lot for our family. And yeah, just thank you. And happy birthday. It was her birthday yesterday. Yeah. So. But yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> well, so yeah, no matter thank you. You know, it has to be fine. I'm yeah. glad that you even came um. in today. This is what. <laughs> Love you, Auntie. No, no. So, thank you. No, yeah. So thank you, guys. Mm. Love you. Love you, love you, love you. Auntie Shade. Um. Okay. I'm sad. Um. About Iran, really. Um. What's happening there is just. It's. It's just terrible. It feels like something out of like some twisted movie. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um. And. Yeah. As Auntie Clara said, I just want them to do. That it just needs to stop. Do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, I've, I saw something that said like, until all women have rights, no women have rights. Yeah, yeah, it's, really like, yeah. yeah it's very true. Because these things happen every couple of years. I think yeah. like yeah. bubbling up in a different area, mm -hmm. and it does affect us all ultimately. So, I wish more that can be done. Um, with that. Um, I'm mad. Well, I have so many things. <laughs> 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 say they're going to do mm. and I, I'm just I'm just so sick of it like so sick of it I really have like such a low 
um, tolerance anyway mm. and a low kind of expectation level of humans in general mm. but they're literally pushing it into the minuses into my literal lower regions <laughs> like I've had enough like just I just wish that people would either put caveats in what they're saying or just just don't, don't speak, say it just yeah, don't say it's... it just don't say you can do stuff if you can't do it like please like just general yeah there needs to be fines or something we need to have a law i think i don't know anyway I need to, yeah i need to figure it out but yeah um and i'm glad because nigerian independence day yesterday honestly people celebrated do you know what i mean everybody knows thank you so much that i'm a very proud nigerian woman even though i'm probably the most british nigerian woman in common cause but i'm very proud very proud of my country and people and our contribution to society and also it's the beginning of black history month do you know what i mean in the uk so you know and we've got we've got to talk about that one day isn't it black history month because your face was like is it yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, for me, no, what I, I get do, it. No, it's, it's, like, we do it's, a lot yeah, of events for Black History Month, yeah. we do, yeah, like, yeah, have a lot of celebration, do you know what I mean, so it brings a lot of people together, we get to work with a lot of black businesses yeah. here uh, during this time as well, so it's always beneficial for us, so, yeah, Just to go, my me. face grew is just because the fact, the concept, it's a conversation, it's a habit every year, all right, guys, so then quickly, we're going to do the Spotify um, weekly playlist. We haven't done it for a little while. Yeah. This is where you've got an auntie's could never Spotify playlist. We've got all the tunes that take our fancy of an occasion. This week, I did, uh, what was my inspiration? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But anyway, tunes it's from um, your tunes from um, favourite films, Ooh. like from soundtracks for your favourite films. Um, yeah, I'm going to be on right. Ace's show, One Extra, on Monday, tomorrow, um, talking about stuff to do with film, and then that's what inspired me. So I'm gonna give you my tunes. Ain't my type of hype, full force from House Party. Love House Party. Ain't my type of hype, baby. We have to move on. Another two years, love of my life. Because we're not a monolith. Yeah, there is that. Like a spiritual tone. Love of my life by Erica um, and oh, Cohen. Love my friend. Brown sugar. Oh, I don't know if we can so sing much. all of them, but yes. Let's hope at the time that Common sang that directly to my face at the jazz cafe. Oh, Ooh. thank you. Wow. He basically uh, proposed. Yeah, he basically yeah. did. In comments, he could have been one of his commoners. Many, many guests. One of his commoners. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Common in the comments. still. Yeah. It's so know, true. I know. It's true. This is why your husband's marvellous connection. I told you about security. They doubted my point. I did tell him that story not long after. There you go. Babes, do you. It's fine. That's what I'm saying. And my last one is Old Time Saved by Sable for Above the Rim soundtrack track. Um, it's a bad boy tune. Okay. Uh, I completely missed this, so okay. I'm just gonna say Boomerang soundtrack. Uh, oh, okay. There's okay. just just put it there's on. Pick a tune. There's bear tunes on there. That's a good one. Charlie. 
Um, same. Um, I'm gonna say the Nutty Professor soundtrack is the best soundtrack of all time. It is one Seriously. Of it's one of them. Listen to it. Yeah, it's got some great tunes. It's got Monica, it's got. Okay, I don't know. Because you wouldn't think it. Yeah, I can believe it. Tommy Tease Me. Tommy Tease Me. Should I go through them? I like Montreal and Stickwick. Yeah, that's what's I'm about to say. Tommy Tease Me. Yeah, yeah. That's a bad boy soundtrack. Yeah. At last night, as yet. Ain't no nigga. Well, Jay Z, sorry. Yeah. It's a bad boy soundtrack. Yeah. It's a good soundtrack. I can listen to that. I think mine would be Set Off soundtrack. Yeah. Ooh, I have set it off in there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Ooh, I love it. Like one of my favourite films of all time. Yeah, same too. In fact, I'm going to watch it tonight if everyone's been wrong with me. Oh, no, I love Set It Off. And I have an edition Ain't Nobody, Shaka Khan, Breakdance or Break It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each time I just hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Like, I love that, but I only had two anyway. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. We had some, we and listen to our playlist on Spotify, um, and it's great. It's gonna yes. have all these great tunes on it. Yeah. Auntie Afia, can I yes. just quickly ask before we leave, mm-hmm. do you have an unpopular opinion you'd like to share, or something that pisses you off, or something that's on your hit list? Oh, an unpopular opinion. Or there's other things that I mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I don't know. Maybe. Do what really irks me mm. as and and this is just my personal thing that when I know this irks you too when it is hot when people complain that it's hot yeah. I can't <laughs> I can't it just it makes me want to jump off the bridge yeah. yeah because it's hot for like ten Two minutes yeah no it's hot for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't bear it. Just, yeah. yeah. Like, and then it rains the next day. Me it makes me really sad. The complaints stress me out. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. on that. And on that note, <laughs> guys, thank you so much for watching. I just could never. Auntie Afia, thank you for being wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having oh, me. Clapping. Sorry. We like that. We like that. Um, guys, don't forget to watch us back. Uh, the episode will drop uh, Tuesdays at 8pm. We also are on all the listening platforms. You can listen to us, have us in your ears as well. Don't forget to subscribe up to our Patreon. And don't forget to leave your positive reviews. And I say positive reviews. Um, everywhere. Wherever you like. Everywhere. And don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. It was just that. It's like, what is that? <laughs> positive reviews. That's the positive reviews. That's the I don't actually know. Positive reviews. Um, good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>